1: I think it's just a testament to what our defense is able to do to come in here to Tampa I, I haven't seen the stadium this packed
2: in all 11 years I've been playing um but I mean this is the defending world champions these are the
3: guys that's at the top of our conference and we knew everything that we had to do um it would have to be on the defense
4: one of the other big plays that you had was you chased him down to force the fumble and we
2: all know how fast
3: Tom is
4: well yeah Tom's fat oh here's one of the sacks take a look at that what what what,
3: what happened there mm. is that 100 is that number 100
4: uh, here comes the, here comes the. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good stuff right there. God bless America.
1: As we used to say in New Orleans, uh, bless you boys when the Saints would win. Uh, remember all that talk about the inevitable uh, Bucks Patriots, Super Bowl in L.A. and another Brady-Belichick reunion? Yeah, fun times. Yeah. Fun times. A lot can happen yeah. in one weekend. That's right. Um, that's right. I say we start with the Bucks. We start with the Bucks, and something that we've rarely seen uh, last night, of course, was a, a Tom Brady led offense be shut out, not just shut out shut out nine. Nothing. Like that's a different kind of shut, shut out. out. There's shut like 28. Down. Nothing shut 35, down. Five. Nothing. Nine. Nothing is a different yeah. level of shutout. It took it took single digit points for them to beat you. So that's that's uh, adding insult to injury, but to add injury to insult uh, on the bright side, uh, both Mike Evans uh, and Leonard Fournette appeared to have avoided major injury. Conversely, Chris Godwin, uh, initially it was reported that it was an MCL sprain, would be done for the rest of the regular season, back for the playoffs. Well, just within the last 20 minutes, uh, we find Mm. out that Chris Godwin actually suffered a torn ACL Mm. and is done for the rest of 2021 uh, and into the 2022 postseason. So uh, I'll narrow last night's events and today's uh, breaking news uh, down to a simple question. Are the Bucks in trouble?
2: Yes. Uh, the Bucks are in trouble, but they're in trouble not because of these injuries. I mean, these injuries don't help. I think they were in trouble before this because they've got at least a, a couple of teams in the NFC and that's going to surprise you. One of them. It's not going to be a shock to you. One of them Green Bay. I think Green Bay has improved since last year. I, I don't think Tampa has improved on last year's performance and they brought everybody back. But last year is not the same. It's not the same as it was last year. Gronk is injured more this year than he was last year. Antonio Brown uh, didn't have any issues last year. And he's got some issues uh, this year. It's just it, it's just a little things are a little bit off. The offense is better but overall, the defense is not as good as it was last year. in My opinion. You got Green Bay. You've got surprise surprise the LA Rams who already have beaten Tampa Bay and and have beaten them the last two years, <laughs> two years in a row. And and that was hilarious.
1: The, that was hilarious.
2: Yeah. Just now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm and, not even going to explain and, why it was yeah, hilarious until you making your point. And you got the Cowboys. You got the Cowboys. So the yeah. NFC. My, my yeah. point is the NFC. is not like Tampa. I, I love the headline that we just put up there. Oh, the injuries could derail Buccaneers path to the end. Wait, wait a minute. It's not just injuries. How about these other teams? They just they, these are just traffic cones who are just showing up in Tampa is supposed to do some maneuverability and everything's going to be fine. They're going to be going to L.A. for they're going to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. They are in trouble because of the competition and now it got even harder because they don't have all the weapons that Tom Brady needs and Brady that, make no mistake. This is a Brady centered team. This team cannot win if Brady doesn't have all of those weapons working at a high level. So no, I I, I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Well,
1: uh, I this did this year and maybe I was, maybe not, that's tempted. Why I'm I was not tempted.
2: I, was, I wasn't tempted to pick them again. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Nice season but they're not going to L.A.
1: Maybe that's why I'm inclined to disagree with you right now because I did pick him to go to the Super Bowl and the reason I picked him was that man. I picked him because Brady and for a couple of reasons, with all due respect to Chris Godwin, who's a phenomenal player uh, and you hate to see him, his season go down, but this team is built to withstand his injury. The reason why there's a number of reasons why I don't think the Bucs are in trouble at all. First and foremost, they're done playing the Saints in the regular season. So there's that. Okay, that particular form of kryptonite. They can turn the page on that. Now if they the say in the postseason, I might because be inclined playoff, to be right. a little worried, but they beat him last year in the postseason despite okay. being owned by the Saints in the regular season. So, you know, they say the postseason is a different animal. Maybe that bodes uh, well for the Saints uh, for the Bucks if they match up with the Saints. But for now, they seem to be done with the Saints. We'll see how the seeding lines up come playoff time. Um, Speaking of those seeds, the number one seed's not out of the question. Uh, Their remaining schedule, they got the Panthers twice and the Jets. Uh, The Panthers head coach and quarterback, my guy, Cam Newton, uh, they're not on the same page. So much of the head coach is throwing the quarterback under the bus every chance he gets. And then they got the Jets, everybody's homecoming game, everybody's get right game these days, okay? So they could still potentially win out, uh, and who knows uh, what seed they could end up with, maybe even number one seed if Green Bay should slip up. Uh, and Dallas for that matter. And you're right about Dallas. Dallas maybe has the most dependable unit in the NFC if not all of football right now. And that's Dallas's defense. Um, and the other thing is, and this goes back to a conversation we had last week and the last couple of weeks, I told you Antonio Brown was never going anywhere. There was never a question. Yeah. Like Bruce Arians could act publicly as though he was going to hold okay. Antonio Brown accountable for you know, uh, forging his vaccination status. Antonio Brown was never going anywhere, and last night was the reason why. If memory serves, the Bucks signed Antonio Brown when wide receiver was not an obvious area of need, but they signed him as depth and as insurance because right. Evans and Godwin had been nicked up in the past. And for that matter, you know, Tom Brady loves him. And so now fast forward when the league is effectively thrown in a towel on COVID testing. Anyway, you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown today is not a luxury. He is a necessity. So you have the You have the, the luxury of having Start an Antonio right Brown as your right number two receiver when Godwin goes down.
2: Hey, Mike. This is not in the book of Proverbs, but let me add a proverb. Let me just I'm going to add this one for free. If you say to yourself, Antonio Brown is a necessity for us. Your team's in trouble. Antonio Brown at this stage of his career. All he is is a luxury item. But if you got to depend on Antonio Brown, if you tell yourself if you tell him either you well, verbalize it or or everybody knows that's the vibe, You're in trouble. So they, didn't well, they, they, didn't depended, on him they, didn't, they depended on him last year. They depended on it last year and how they, that worked out. He was for. a luxury worked out he was quite a luxury. Well. They didn't, you can need say him. what you want they about picked. Antonio Brown they didn't need him last and year.
1: above the neck and his decision making and his personality and his idiosyncrasies and his bad behavior, this, that, and the other. But as a football oh, player, anything else you cannot, you can, you cannot deny. He can still play, which is why he's still on the team. Which is why I told you they wasn't letting him go, because A, they needed him, and B, somebody else would have scooped him up with the quickness. And the last point on why the Bucs aren't in trouble, which is if I'm a Bucks fan or member of the Bucs organization, while I'm upset that Chris Godwin is out, I'm exhaling that it wasn't worse because, as you mentioned, Brady looked like it was it was 2019 New England supporting cast at at one point at the end of uh, last night's game with all the people that were out. This year, more than any other, because of COVID and because of injuries, this year, more than any other, is the most cross that bridge when we get to its season that I can remember, okay? You have 17 weeks. It's already a battle of attrition. Historically, it's been a battle of attrition. And this year, you have COVID running out of control, even with the difference in protocols, okay? So maybe people are more available than we thought they might be based on the Omicron outbreak and, and everybody going on COVID list in these past few days and, and different postponements or what have you, maybe it won't be as bad. All I'm saying is right now you can sit here and say, oh, there's no way the Bucs can make it back to the Super Bowl. They took the long route last year. They didn't win the division last year. And I know last right. year is last year. I know they're not yeah. the same team as last year, but That's as long right. as 12 is there, as long as 12 is there and he's healthy and, all, and if that offensive line could protect him against every defensive line, not named the New Orleans Saints defensive line. Mm-hmm. I refuse to count off the Bucks in the NFC. They're not in trouble. You know,
2: who right with, everything's right there for him, still, you know, who doesn't think that way. i tell you who doesn't think that way, especially that as long as 12 is there, they'll be all right. 12 Tom Brady doesn't think that way because that was part of the issue for him in New England. He, he got very frustrated with everything that was around him because at this stage of his career. He is great. He is the greatest. Sorry, Bill Belichick. He is the greatest player uh, in NFL history and the greatest player you've ever coached. I don't know if you missed that. I'm going to come. I'm not going to just as an aside. Bill Belichick was asked last week. Who's the greatest player he ever coached was or is? He said Lawrence Taylor and anybody who's in second is not even close. It's Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor is head and shoulders above everybody else I've ever coached. That's what he said. Anyway, no, it's Tom Brady, but even Tom Brady at this stage of his career needs supports. He needs he things to be in place. And everything he knows I just it. said and that's is why under the assumption frustrated.
1: that they're healthy. That's why he
2: was frustrated.
1: Everything I just well, said. Well, yeah. Well, he's also frustrated that. because Dennis stop Allen and the Saints just have his stop number. But I'm you do that. You do that thing. What? what you do f- that thing. I, I almost cussed. I almost cussed just now. What oh, the hell on, else am I supposed on, to do? That. Come on, clean it. No, but I'm come saying on, clean it. Like, I'm, I'm come with it. And, like, we could have every conversation. First of all, none of us can predict the future. Let's start with that. Okay. Number two, with everybody going on COVID and people getting hurt this time last week, were you saying the Bucks were in trouble? No, you weren't. Yeah, they, they escaped yes. the bills by the skin of their teeth. I didn't one four straight. Last night, they I go, go up against up their, the,
2: they
1: ain't gonna. we didn't say they were in I, trouble with the playoffs. Everything I'm saying. The, the, the assumption of part of, on a part of everything. Every team you pointed out. That's a problem in the NFC. If they have the wrong injury that changes the math. That's all I'm saying. So yes, he needs help. Obviously,
2: if he doesn't have that help, it's a different conversation. Mike, my point is. Once you have the injuries. So it, it, it and this this applies in most sports. This is the way I look at it. Once he once the major injuries hit you then I don't I I take it to the extreme, Uh, you know, that the the late great Earl Weaver baseball manager of the Orioles used to say when they say ask him about injured players. He say, I'm here to discuss the living not the dead. Now. Okay, that's a little uh, that's a little grim and that's a little extreme, but his point is hey, if they're not here, I don't want to talk about them because I can't assume that out three weeks is going to mean three weeks out three weeks might mean six weeks. So if you're telling me that Chris Godwin is going to be out for three weeks. He's out for the season. the season. He's done for the okay, season. Out for the done. season. Okay, done. Mike right. Evans a little banged up. I'm saying not going to get help to week. I, I need to see. You I, don't I, I, go, that. I take the Patrick. I take the Patrick. I don't know it. Right. It's the it's, it's the calculation. I make it's my it's my hypothesis. Okay. I take the Patrick Mahomes approach. I will believe it when I see it. All right, see it when I believe it. I believe it when I see it, whatever he said, he, he turned it around, but I'm going to go with his language. Now that the, they're banged up. I'm going to assume
1: everybody that that's
2: going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. But everybody doesn't have th- uh, their version of Chris Godwin out for the season. Everybody doesn't okay. have Mike Evans week to week when you get to that position and it's mid-December on the doorstep of the winter solstice. Give me that gray out. Uh, <laughs> once you get that um, you probably it's not going to turn around. It's not going to get better. Okay. So, so I, I know you're I trying this. to salvage the Super Bowl let's... pick. I know you're trying to sell. No, I'm not. No, happen. I'm not. You
1: no, know, it's the same reason you brought up the Rams. You're just saying that to fit your opinion and that's fine. If you want to say they're done because Chris Godwin is out. That's fair. If you want to say they're done because you just don't like how they played. That's fair too. I didn't say that all I'm trying didn't to say. I do one of those things. I know you didn't, I didn't say those. All I'm trying to say okay. is just like they have injuries. We got three weeks left in a regular season. By the time we get to the postseason, you nor I nor anybody else knows who's going to be the number one seed number one. Number two, you nor I nor anybody else knows how to how the bracket is going to uh, play out. That's number. That's that's number two and number three. You nor I nor anybody else knows who's going to be hurt for the other teams. So you can say, oh, well, the Bucks, they're not healthy. They won't get healthy. Well, they may be healthier by the playoffs and Green Bay or Dallas or somebody else could have an injury that completely changed the calculus. I mentioned you the Bucks and the Patriots.
2: About, you were wrong about two out of three of those things.
1: Okay. Well,
2: the number great. one seed is going to be the Green Bay Packers. I, I know. Okay. Okay. You said, you know, I you okay. don't know did,
1: I, okay. did they Did they clinch? Did they clinch up? They, they clinched division the division in the playoffs. I missed the part where they clinched number Come one back. I missed that part. Come back and see me later. Come back. Then you learned okay. your lesson right. last week. I got I dude, gave you your come up last week and already okay. you forgot No I didn't get my come up you like Bert, Oh, you, you, you hit you and, are a you are a wait, you are a two you are a 198 hitter that hits a couple of home runs okay No, so no let's okay. just how about it moving.
2: when we get to when we get to when we get to Detroit because I see them in your feed I'm all up in your feed right I'm all up in your business what up As usual. What up Mike Smith when we get to them <laughs> When we get to yes, them, Yes, we will. Does that give me the two? Did that give me I, I think I had a 4 for 4 game. Maybe. I told you all about Maybe. your Arizona Cardinals. Maybe. I gave you a soup to nuts, A to Z, chapter and verse. That's I later. told you all about them, all that's about later. their systems, and that's you still later. don't want to listen.
1: No, Whatever. I don't. But that's you later. Don't listen. You're Here's what I want you You're to
2: stubborn. listen to. Go
1: ahead. No, Come I'm on. smart. Here's what I want you to listen to. We talking about how we okay. rarely see the 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 patro- uh, excuse me, Tom Brady offense get shut out. Here's something that to my knowledge, I have never seen. Maybe you've seen it. I have never seen it. And that is bill Belichick. Apologetic. Seemingly sincerely apologetic to the media.
5: Look fellas, I apologize. If You know, I seem like I was a little short with you after the game. Um, you know, obviously a frustrating game down 20 to nothing, didn't do anything well enough. I mean there isn't really much to say at that point without watching the film. Clearly we had problems in every area. So you know, there was no no simple answer and you know, every play could have been better, every every area of coaching could have could have been better, every area of playing could have been better. And any of that would have helped. So um You know, not, not really trying to be short, but honestly, there wasn't too much to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but, you know, it's not your fault. That was a frustrating game.
1: Yo, what's got into him? Like Christmas spirit. I've never heard that from him before. Have you?
2: No, you said what's got into him or who got to him?
1: That's it could I be think. the missus. Maybe uh, you, you went straight to the missus like yeah. the miss, but even then like, it's not somebody, like they just I think met I got to him. He, so he thinks it really, was. I don't know, but but you've yeah, seen he, him was- worse than he was Saturday night. He's been worse than that for 20 years. Why is this the thing that made
2: him not feel bad? Now, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he was see Saturday. It, it was fr- okay. So it's frustrating. The combination of frustrating game and then Bill Belichick doing his thing uh, at a, at a, a, it was like an exponentially obstinate level. I mean, it was just, I already, I, hey, I already asked, I already said that, I already said that, worse than usual. I said, then I said, I said it five times, he, it just was not a good look for him on a Saturday night. Maybe, uh, because of a nationally televised game, they had the the stage to themselves, he probably heard from more people than he usually does about his postgame press conferences. And then okay. it was a little surprising. It was a little surprising that the Patriots played like that coming off a of bye week. So that comes back to him again. I think maybe his owner. Uh, uh, the ownership group wanted more. I guess a, a little more open Bill Belichick a little more communicative. Okay. Bill Belichick and he didn't want to play the game. So I think somebody got to him either Uh, His girlfriend, maybe his wife, Linda Holiday. We don't know. Remember, he's wearing that ring. I don't know what that's about. He hasn't announced it. Uh, His girlfriend slash wife or Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Think somebody said something to him because you know that you said seemingly sincere apology. Anytime an apology says "if I seem," no, you no, you know not "if I seem." You were, you were. You know, if, if I I'm sorry if. If, if I hurt your feelings or if I offended anybody. No, you did offend somebody. You did seem you were. It wasn't like one of these from the heart apologies. I think somebody told him to say something and he did
1: more important. Um, any major takeaways from uh, a Patriots team that many have been calling uh, the best in the AFC in recent weeks. Uh, yes. Which was what?
2: Uh, this is the first time all season where I've consistently, uh, consistently seen Mac Jones flustered, confused. Now he had those two touchdown passes to Hunter Henry. He, after the 20 zip deficit, they were able to come back to 20 to 17. But Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, did a great job of just mm-hmm. making. Mac Jones looked uncomfortable the entire night. Now, the interception in the red zone right there from Leonard, that's just a great play by Leonard.
1: South Carolina you know,
2: State. He may have dialed that up. I don't know, but it was just a great play. And his second interception, because he didn't see him. Uh, the second interception here, uh, just a, a, at a bad time, great play. O'Carroquet, the linebacker from Stanford. He, he, Good, he, Good play. He, t- he talked it and he walked it. He did. He talked about it before the game and said we're going to make the Patriots one-dimensional, and he made that. But it's it's not just the interceptions. He was he wasn't himself, and so it was a good indication of what could happen uh, of Mac Jones in a playoff situation. Good, what could happen? You put a rookie quarterback in the postseason against really talented coordinators. Yeah, they can make you look. uh, They can make you look like a rookie less than like a rookie. Yeah, Yeah. like a rookie. Honestly, look. 18 to 10 on the season. Pretty good numbers for a rookie quarterback. He'll probably wind up with like, you know, low 20s uh, just sure. on outside of the teens and interceptions. Good rookie year. Best rookie year of any quarterback in this class. He'll have a team in the playoffs. But on Saturday, yeah, I saw a side of Mac Jones that I really haven't seen all year. Yeah.
1: I looked at it from the Colts perspective more so, but i just say this about Mac Jones. I think it spoke, the Colts have a really good defense. They take the ball away, it's what they do. They have a really good defense. Yeah. Um, right. Mac Jones, I think it speaks to how efficient and uh, how, for the most part, mistake free Mac Jones has been that it stands out to see him be made to look like a rookie. Like, I, 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 wanted to wa- I wanted to watch this game and come away from this game without it being some kind of indictment or overreaction about, oh, Mac Jones, there's the rookie, he got exposed. Can Mac Jones have a bad game without it being, like, his coach turning into a pumpkin? Like, is he allowed to have a bad game? Other quarterbacks who have played longer than him throw interceptions. He had a, he had, a bad, he had an off day. He wasn't perfect. He's not perfect. To me, I don't look at the Patriots any differently going in, coming out of that game than I did going into it. it. Mac, is Mac Jones, I mean, he's almost through his rookie years. He a rookie quarterback? Yeah. Is Mac Jones gonna carry the team? No, I never thought he was. But most quarterbacks aren't equipped to carry an offense or play from behind like that. Most court on the road against a good team. To me, this is more about the Colts and the fact that they got another horse in a long line, a long lineage of great running backs in Colts history. They got another one that they're riding, who right now, if I had to pick today, and I know it changes week to week, No, know the updated odds still have Brady as the betting favorite, and Aaron Rodgers right there. He's playing mistake-free football himself in Green Bay. And Mahomes, based on, I guess, just because he's Patrick Mahomes, is still third. Jonathan Taylor, for my money, is taking the MVP and running with it. Um, great offensive line, really good defense, but not only have they... Not only has he kept or, or been at the forefront of keeping the Colts in in the uh, in the playoff chase, they may overtake. He they may run down the Tennessee Titans for the AFC South. And if he, if they win the AFC South, right. you got to give it to him. So if there was ever a year right. where a running back for the first time since Adrian Peterson could be MVP, it's this year, and it's that guy. Given the numbers that Jonathan Taylor is p- putting up, it's just it's been spectacular. I mean, a, a fr- when you're breaking Colts franchise records. Lenny Moore, Marshall Falk at the beginning, Edgerrin James. Hell, you throwing Joseph a die if you want. You're breaking Colts franchise records yeah, at running back. back. You're yeah. doing something, baby.
2: Yeah, but all the things you said about Jonathan Taylor, outside of the running back specific comments, uh, you could say about the top three guys, but probably more so. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, has Green Bay at the top of the conference again. You said why is Patrick Mahomes there? Did you see Thursday night football? Did you see what he did? He's been very uh, I did. Against, I did. He's been
1: very uh, inconsistent. Yeah. And I think the story of that team is defense this year. I don't think, and maybe I'm holding him to his Patrick Mahomes. This, look, I'll, I'll allow for this. Maybe I'm holding yeah. him to his Patrick Mahomes standard and I looking at a relatively speaking down year by Patrick Mahomes as some kind of reason why he should not be MVP. And that may not be the way to look at it. I will also acknowledge, and, and, and while Brady the, has been leading the league in, 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 in the major passing statistics, and Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron Rodgers, there's some newness to Jonathan Taylor that I I'm probably being caught up in as well, admittedly.
2: Yeah, and I, and I like I like that Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now, excuse me, I like that Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he didn't do it on purpose, but now we've seen a different path that he's taken. Because Patrick Mahomes, when he came into you know that second year, he's a starter. And everything was just off the charts. Oh man! Oh wow! Incredible! And right. they've been consistently good this year. Came in the side door. were not they three and four at one point? Mm-hmm. They won seven straight. That was the last, right? was the last time they lost. That was the last three time they lost. Three and four to ten and four. Ten and yeah. four. And you look at those numbers. Look at his numbers in a down year. Yeah. Feel pretty good. So, uh, I, I for my money, I got Rodgers as the as the MVP. I got Mahomes in there. Jonathan Taylor's in the top four. But I wouldn't give him the, I don't, I don't think he is the MVP of the league. He's an MVP candidate, but not the, not the winner.
1: Yeah, he, he may end what up about the offensive rookie. Offensive Maybe player of the year, I beg your pardon. Or he, he may get offensive player of the year, which is usually what they do for that. running backs or wide receivers like Cooper. I, <laughs> I, I do. That. It's like MVP is quarterback. If you're good on offense and you're not a quarterback, you get offensive player of the year. That's kind of, it's like a cop out. And I'm not copping out. We're talking about your Arizona Cardinals next. Michael Holly's Arizona
2: Cardinals. Oh. Oh, we got it. Okay. You're not scared?
1: No. Not at all. All
2: right.
6: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
5: Obviously
1: pissed um, to come out and play like that. Uh, that's not who we want to be or what we want to be. But I, I got a team I have to Detroit. I thought they had a tremendous plan. Like I said, they out coached us, outplayed us, and um, we got to be better. <clears throat> you were saying?
2: No. What, what? What were you saying? No. What were you saying last week? What were you saying last week? I think. I think, these, I think. I think. What? Partners. I
1: think. What I have to say. I think. What I have to say about. Yesterday's Lions Cardinals game is better served uh, as a retort. Now I could go if you if you just prefer me to go, I'm always ready to go. But I think it's better served as a retort. I think I think the I told you so should go first. You you, you um, agree with that?
2: Sure. Uh, the I told you so. I, it, okay, I'll say it this way, and just to be fair about the Arizona Cardinals, I'll, they are a They are a team with a third-year quarterback. If I'm not mistaken, that's Kyler Murray is in his third year, right? Um, So, I I think the team. I'm going to say this is Kyler Murray's team. So I will. I will hold them. I'm not going to go back. I won't hold them to their history. I'll hold them to Kyler Murray's history. So I don't need to go back. All the way to all the failures that the Arizona Cardinals have had. I'm, I'm not going to bangle them. Uh, I'm going to murry them. And what, what 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 I mean by that is I think they are they re, they are a reflection of him. So that last year they got to a great start and then they just kind of slowed down. And that that made sense for a second year oh, yeah. quarterback. Fell apart. This year, this year. They're a little bit better than they were last year, but they still are not quite ready to go to that next level. And so they have games like this. They they'll have games. so and th- this has been coming. That's why I keep saying to you. This has been coming. It's like, oh, you know, they lost to the Packers and that was strange circumstances and then they lost last week. Oh, that was a little strange. Now they lose to the Lions. They're not playing good football. They're falling apart again. But the reason we're not talking about it is because they got off to such a great start and they looked so impressive for so long, we just kind of bought them as NFC contenders. They're contenders, but they're re- not champions.
1: Re- reluctantly. I'm sorry, contenders, contend- but not what? I'm sorry?
2: Yeah, they're contenders, but they're not champions. They're contenders. Okay and they are. They're a good team, but they're not great yet. They don't. They don't know how to pace themselves finish, whatever it is. They don't have that in them yet. So they're a nice team. They'll make the playoffs. Obviously. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing them in Los Angeles either. So I kind of I didn't expect them to lose to the Lions. All that being said. (laughs) this is so perfect because you know what
1: it is. You say I do
2: this. You say I do this. You say I do this but you do it more. You'll take a position. You'll take a position and you'll go too far. You'll go too far. So you just really just like jumped on. You were like, oh, no. Oh, no, the Cardinals. Oh, what? Oh, they just they they barely lost to the Packers and oh, wait a minute. You just have this. You have this issue like man. See, I don't know how to swim. I I don't know how to
1: swim. I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. I perpetuate that stereotype. But what I understand is, is like if, if somebody is trying to save you from drowning and you continue to fight, then you both drown. Right? That's how it is with you. I am when I go too far. I am counterbalancing your take. So it seems like I'm going too far, but I'm doing okay. so in response to you going too far. What did I, what, so what did no, I I'm not going, going too Card- far. I never what said I the Cardinals about- were going to win the NFC. I never said that. I I never said the Cardinals had the stuff of champions. I never said that this ladies and gentlemen. This is the this is a textbook example of confirmation bias. And the reason I interjected and said reluctantly a second ago is because all season when we talked about who's the best team in the NFC. Reluctantly me and eventually you gave it to the Cardinals. I remember several shows us asking each other.
2: Scene,
1: I never said that. I never said, I never said the best it. Team okay. I've, I've, I, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what you said. I'm not going to do that. I'll say this. If you did give it to them, it was brief. It was like for a week yeah. when we had no choice in the matter. Okay, when they just kept winning on the road up until yesterday and I believe even you, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty good at this, pretty good at remembering what people say. Pretty sure we're like, yo, what is our reluctance? You asked rhetorically, what is our reluctance with respecting the Cardinals? Yeah, Yeah, You know what I mean? Because we didn't want to give it to them because we didn't want to trust them because they don't have credibility after last year. So I understand, I understand why you said everything that you said. But what bothers me I'm not saying you're guilty of this because again, you never really want to trust them. But what bothers me is when it's like, oh, forget everything they did all year. And at the first sign of trouble, not you. See, I told you so. Told you the Cardinals couldn't be trusted. And maybe they shouldn't be trusted. And maybe this is another fall apart, fall apart end of season. Maybe we know how this movie ends. Maybe it's a repeat. Maybe it's the same song, different verse, same shit, different toilet. Maybe that's what we're in for. You might end up being right. All I was saying was I wasn't going to write them off based on how they lost a close game to Green Bay, how they lost a close game. To um, the Rams who are good. Okay, yeah, and the other game they lost to the Panthers when Colt McCoy was quarterbacking. Okay, yeah, and my guy Cam Newton had his one shining moment this year, which brings me to yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Which brings me to yesterday.
2: Okay. How do you
1: explain this one? Please explain. You could easily, easily, easily. I'll explain easily. Same when you explain a team that's got that was was coming into the game. What was it? One ten and one, or one eleven and one? Whatever they were yesterday. Coming into yesterday, the Detroit Lions had seven one score games and they won one of them. Okay. Like I think if you ask anybody that's watched the Lions this year, they're not. they're, They're not good for your health if you're a Lions fan but the Lions are better than their record. The Lions, if if, if they had managed to win a few more of those games that they lost in heartbreaking fashion, yesterday's loss isn't such a shocker to people. It was a shocker if you just looked at the record. It was historic if you just look at the record. But if you looked at the tape, because you know I watched the all 22s, Michael. You know I watched the film. Yeah. You know, you know yeah, I, I watched the did. film, right? <laughs> you are, you're all, in you're all in You it. know I watched the tape. You all lie in, in the sky, I don't lie, Michael. So if you yeah. looked at the tape, the Lions have been competitive all year. They've never they never played like they're better than their record. Classic case of being better than their record. They were at home, know the Cardinals are not playing good football, but that didn't shock me yesterday because the Lions, they, they were gonna get another one. They weren't going to finish with that one last second win against Minnesota and that'd be it. Of course they lost to the Cardinals because all it did was serve this up on a silver platter to people like you who never trusted the Cardinals to begin with. Now, last okay. thing I'll say, for now, yeah. they got Indianapolis yeah. this week, they're at Dallas next week, and then they finish up with Seattle. If the Cardinals win these next couple of games, just make sure you keep the same energy. That's all.
2: Yeah, and I'll I, say I you were
1: right. If if they continue to fall apart, I'll say you were right, but just keep this same energy. That's I, all. If they end me, up winning these next couple of I mean, games I, against I, these I, contenders. Listen,
2: I've been here all year. I've been here all year. I've been here. Not quite. Year. You no, you I, haven't been. I, you been all be. the Arizona no, you haven't. Yes, I because am. you I couldn't been be because at one point, I, as fact, at one point, they the were time, the last.
1: Hold on. What, what, what did they start the year? Weren't they the last undefeated team? I'm sorry. Maybe if I'm right about that or wrong about that. I think they were the last undefeated team. If I'm not mistaken, their first loss was was Week Eight against Green Bay, and you know how they lost that game. Then they then they bounce back from that at a certain point. You you are not, or they can't be trusted because you couldn't be credibly. You couldn't say that.
2: Well, okay. Well, I I I I make up my own. You said it at the first sign of trouble. That's what I do. I make I make up my own credibility rules. Now, um, when I said what I I said about them recently, uh, just a play on uh, Public Enemies song I said by the time I get to Arizona they'll be in LA it meaning I'm so I'm so reluctant public enemy song was to, that? Give them, to give them together by the time I get to Arizona yeah by the time I get to Arizona yeah okay yeah. uh so um uh, yeah so good pull. meaning I, I just I just wasn't going to I am just I just couldn't give them credit but the fact is the fact is Mike if Cliff Kingsbury is saying, and I wanted to, I wanted to mention this for a while, one, point, one thing you said that uh, I, I agree with 100%, you said that the Lions are better than their record. They are. And you know why? They don't have more wins. Because now that Urban Meyer is out of the NFL, they have the worst coach in football. And, and I'm not saying he's destined to be that for the rest of his career. The games that I've watched, I haven't watched all their games because you know life's too short. I want to enjoy it, but the <laughs> yeah, games that I've say. watched, <laughs> the games that I've watched in the Lions, Dan Campbell and his staff, down goes that cup. Um, Dan Campbell and his staff have coached them out of at least two or three wins. They, like they should have beaten Chicago on Thanksgiving. Coached them out of that. The game that they won was a poorly coached game. Like they should have yeah. beaten Minnesota in irregular- Mike, Mike Zimmer earlier and,
1: and Mike Zimmer bailed him out. Yeah, the
2: defense. They, yeah, I no. mean they, they have, they have, have yeah. given away. They've given away at least mm-hmm. two games and there's more on that because we got another coach in football who thinks oh, this thing is casual. I can just give away games but back to Dan Campbell and the Lions. Yes, they're better than their record. Campbell has held them back a little bit a rookie a rookie mm-hmm. head coach. A and full-time great. head coach. I know he's done it. I know he's done it in the interim level.
1: No, I'm just saying, but their roster ain't but great. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put their record all at the feet of Dan Campbell, and they're still playing hard for they him. They probably
2: should have. They got two. They should probably have four. Okay. Uh, okay. When Cliff Kingsbury in December says we were out-coached by the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions coaching staff, now nah, you don't really effed up, Cliff. You really have to like there's no way you should lose that game. Forget about the any given Sunday clichés. If you want to be a champion, you want to close this thing down, you want to land the plane, anything you want to say, you got to beat the Detroit Lions when you have played poorly True. in other games. See, it's not like That feels cliché. That's like the opposite of this any ha- given
1: Sunday cliché. The opposite of that is if you want to be a champion, you got to beat it. I think the stat we put on the no, screen no, no. from NFL research said that the old 04 Patriots
2: who went on to win
1: the Super Bowl different, was the last different. team I got it. to have this.
2: I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said it. Okay. Oh, 04 Patriots lost two games. Lost two games. One of them a Monday Night Football uh, uh, loss to the Miami Dolphins, a team in their division. They lost two games. So one of those right. games. Th- this is a different situation. It's a team outside. 95 Cowboys. You have, you have played. Poorly in the games mm-hmm. leading up to this, or you haven't you haven't taken care of business. This is a game where you get right. What'd you call it? The Jets, a homecoming game. This is your homecoming. The Lions game ain't been there. Following, following up a loss. No, you can't you can't do this. It's, it's context.
1: Okay. Yeah, you That's can fine. lose to a
2: bad team. In but context, in context, neither of
1: us. Context. Neither of us was calling the Cardinals a championship a championship team. Neither of us predicted the Cardinals to be in L. A. For purposes of clarity here. I'm simply saying, as bad as their record was, you and I are having the same conversation but different conversations. You're out on the Cardinals. That's fine. You can be out on the Cardinals. I don't think nobody would blame you. There is no shame in losing to the Detroit Lions. I don't give a damn what their record is, okay? This is not the first head-scratching loss we've seen this season, okay? This is a wacky season, wackier than usual. And the Lions have been close. I don't care what you say about Dan Campbell. I, mentioned, I said it said before I said it, said it again. 7-1 score games, they lost six of them this year. So that shouldn't have been as much of a shocker as the is record that, would suggest. That,
2: okay, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a, look, I, look, I prefer to look at the bright side. I look, I look at Craig Reynolds. Who the hell is Craig Reynolds? It's a great story. Before we go to break, I do want to ask you this, though. Are you one of these people that think the Lions lost by winning as it relates to draft position? No, no, nope. Okay, good. Nope. Nothing to see here or there. Nope. Good. Right? You play it out. You do it the right way. You try to win every game. Just, you get the pick you're supposed win. to get.
2: You That's know, right. hey, thank That's you. right.
1: Thank you. Stop thank this, you. You'll stop end up this, where you're uh, supposed to be.
2: Stop this tanking. I'm a, I'm going to play for this guy cuz you know, when's the last time that really
1: uh, I, you know, ain't worked
2: out a couple times.
1: Though. Well, but <laughs> ain't no quarter, well, if, you, if you're talking about a quarterback, I mean, we were having a tanking conversation yeah. last year. We thought that Trevor, come, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was a second coming. I mean, look, if the Jaguars decide to take Camarón Thibodeau, then hell, maybe you end up with uh, with Aiden Hutchinson anyway, or vice versa. Doesn't matter. Better
2: story, right?
1: They, the lo- the Lions Better need a lot of story. things. The Lions need a lot of things. So I don't know if they if they're sitting up here targeting one guy in particular. They could use a lot of help at a lot of positions.
2: And, All right, we'll get to your man, you, man. Know John Holborn, might- next. Yeah, like all these other teams, like all these other teams, uh, these bad teams in the first round, they got they got multiple first round picks too. The Lions, they do. So they're well positioned. They got the Rams. They got a high one. They're gonna have a low one.
1: How low though? Because I, I, you sound like you kind of like coming around around on the Rams until tomorrow night. That is, (laughs) 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 because last thing I need is for them to lose to the Seahawks.
6: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
3: This is it. Jackson takes a snap, takes the handoff, lobs it, juggled and dropped by Mark Andrews, who was wide open at the one.
2: Uh, what went into the decision-making for two instead of just try to win the game right
1: there, we were pretty much out of corners, you know, at that point in time. So, there's an opportunity to try to win the game right
3: there. Game on the line for the two point conversion in the lead. Huntley takes the snap, he will roll to the right, pumps, throws, broken up, incomplete.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to try to get the win right there, you know, in, in overtime. I think our chances of winning right there were a little bit higher than in overtime, maybe if you calculate it out. But, felt good about it, thought we had a good play. and Uh, You know, again, they made a really good play. I got to give that safety a lot of credit for getting out there and tipping that ball.
2: Mike. uh, I'm not a Ravens fan. You know that. Um, As a matter of fact, given where respect the organization, I I respect the organization, but historically, given where I grew up and my love for NFL history. I should probably hate the Ravens. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's not it's not Baltimore's fault. It's not Maryland's fault that Art Modell decided to pick up a team that had been in Cleveland since 1946. uh, And and without telling anybody made a deal with Maryland lawmakers and took the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore Cleveland kept the name and the colors and all that stuff. But yeah, that's the history of the Baltimore Ravens, but I got to tell you back to the present day. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm not happy with my head coach. He's a good head coach. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's got a good record. He's got a good sensibility. I'm not happy with him. And not just because he has gone for two in these situations. Now I'm getting emotional. My nose is running. I'm getting emotional here. Uh, That's all it is. Not just because he's You sure that's uh, all it uh, is? uh, Oh. Ain't I don't know about you, man. Every, every time I
1: sneeze, every time I sneeze, I get nervous nowadays. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, oh i thought
2: you. i thought not know No, no. No, I'm good. Oh, no. Come on, man. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> no. That's not what I was talking about. No. No. Mama, I smoked that TV. Uh, Samuel Jackson. Now, if it was blood, we'd be talking
1: about something else, you know, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um. So... It's not just because he's gone for two in these situations and they've lost games. I can't really get him. To give me a solid reason for going for two. Like I told you before and this is not new. I had a problem with his logic his explanation in the Pittsburgh game. We're about to run out of corners. So let me go for the win right here. Hey, man, give me a chance in overtime. You don't know. We might win the toss. I I, you know, Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson might run for 75 yards and, and, uh, and, and win the game outright. I don't know. Don't just say we ran out of corners. So I, I'm going to go for the win here. And then yesterday it's about the Pittsburgh, what we did play yeah. the Pittsburgh one mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. He said it was a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. It was a gut feeling and he said, oh yeah, I called out the analytics guy. Analytics guys don't agree with the way you used your two point attempts mm. yesterday. You were down 31 to 23. You were I in five minutes of the game. Go for it because you're down 31 to 23. If you get it, it's a six point game. If you don't get it, you're back in the situation. You were at the end of the game. So why not do it earlier? Yeah,
1: but no, you weren't I, though. See uh, Go ahead. You finish. I go. Ahead. I, I, I hate the analytics in this conversation, but you finish first.
2: All right, and, and I and I don't I don't hate the analytics because I know this the Baltimore Ravens and, and uh, Mike Tomlin was right. The Ravens have a lot of respect for analytics. They're one of the first teams that not only had an analytics department, but it has put a lot of resources into the analytics department The analytics people are respected. This is no uh, Hey, there are those stat geeks over there and then we got football people over there. No, the football people in analytics department in Baltimore work in concert. It's a real thing. So Mm -hmm. there's respect for analytics with the Baltimore Ravens, but this is not necessarily what John Harbaugh is talking is something else. It's almost like Hey, man, I don't want to hear about your gut decision when the division is as close as it is. I want more science from you. I want more science from you unless I just thought this might be a good moment for if you don't have a good reason. Take the extra point. Let's keep it moving because you got people's you got people people's livelihoods on the line here. We're trying to win it. We're trying to do something. We're trying to win the Super Bowl. And you're out here way too casual yeah, trying to win in a division trying to win. that is tighter than it's been as long right. as I can remember. I don't remember the division being this tight from top top to bottom. I'm just disappointed in Harbaugh. I thought he was better than this.
1: I'm actually disappointed in you because I, I didn't. I didn't think you'd see it this way. I'm, I'm actually surprised you see it this way. All right. So Pittsburgh, we talked about it when it happened. T.J. Watt blew it up. That's why he's in the conversation with defensive player. He blew it up. Lamar Jackson makes a better throw. It's a great play design maybe Mark Andrews in the conversation, but one of the, in, the, in, in the short conversation for best tighter in the NFL right now, maybe catches it. They'd be Pittsburgh. If it was a fifth, I got it. All right. Didn't right. happen. Right. I'm going to, sh- I'm going sh- to do this in reverse. I'm going to shut this whole conversation down at the start. And then I'll just add on to it for good measure. Roll the last play and just keep rolling it. Please, Gary. Thank you very much. Gary. Why? Just roll the last play. Um, well, not the last play—the two-point conversion attempt. The,
2: the Packers. The and Packers
1: one. The Packers one. Yes. Roll roll the last play from right. from yesterday. Just over and over again. Okay. Look at the back of the end zone. Don't look at Andrews. Don't look at the court. But look look at that. Wide ass open. Marquise okay. Brown is wide open. Savage broke on Andrews because everybody named mama knew that Tyler Huntley was locked in on Mark Andrews. The play call was not great. They rolled him out. They shortened the it field. It. it wasn't a great throw. Great defensive play. Tip your hat to Green Bay, but it would have taken a precision throw and, a, and, 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 and Savage to not have broken the way he did for that play to have worked as executed. Once again, Marquise Brown is running wide open in the back of the end zone. Look at him. He's right there. If he hits Marquise Brown, we're not having this conversation or maybe we are. And here's the other part. Here's why it was the right call. What do you want to say it was analytics gut whatever. Okay, let's back up the previous touchdown whole lot of presumptions and assumptions being made about going for two in a previous touchdown because when it's 31-23, if he goes for two, it doesn't get it. Now you got to go for two here. Okay. Right. So who's to say it turns out any differently? If you go for two and do get it, yes, you only need the extra point. And yes, you may have the greatest kicker in NFL history, but crazy things yeah. happen. And maybe he misses the extra point. Hell, maybe he misses the extra point
2: right there the and you lose point, anyway. Miss the extra point.
1: Huh? Miss the extra point.
2: Miss extra point? Really?
1: They've been more miss extra really? points this year than in recent memory across the league. It
2: happened. How, how about Justin Tucker? I'm, how many has he missed in his career? I'm saying I, I, anything yeah. can happen.
1: It okay. can, and you, there no. You can't just say, "Oh, well, we go for two. We're down 31-23, and if we don't get it, we'll just get the two later." Well, you might not get the two later either. Okay. Listen. So let's just focus on this play. Forget the first one. I know the math. The yeah, math I, ain't mathing for me. Yeah but I get to the first okay. one there. The, the analytics the models say that it was it was the better choice to go for it there. Well, let's assuming you right. get it or assuming you get it the second time because you went for it the first time and didn't get it. Okay. Now well, for uh, this point, Keep rolling. I'm talking. Why do we have
2: a this is, this is what I would ask if, if I'm if I'm hmm. uh, Steve, uh, Steve Steve Scott Bishotti, I'd say why do we have an analytics department? Why do we have one? No, if it's our not. Head coach I'm not if our head coach is not going, li- it's not going to follow no. it, why do we have one? Michael, I'll will say what you said. I'll say what you said about
1: analytics. I'll say what you said just most recently about the John Sewatsky interview method. It's not perfect. It's not airtight. You don't always have to go with exactly what the computers say. But let's get to the back to the last play. If you don't mind, guys, put us in the three box. Keep rolling it while I'm talking. I just want to emphasize that if Huntley throws it to Marquise Brown instead of forcing it to okay. Mark Andrews, they take the lead. Now. If they tie the game with an extra point, let's say they, have, they get the extra point okay. or they get this. There's 42 seconds left. Do you recall the Packers versus the 49ers when Aaron Rodgers needed only 37 seconds to get in field goal I range? I do. Okay. Okay. Yep. So if you tie it right here, Aaron Rodgers has plenty of time to go get a field goal. If you make it right here, Aaron Rodgers has plenty of time to get a field goal against your depleted defense. So okay. My point in saying both those things is the amount of time left in the game is irrelevant. I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I understand doing it at the end of the Pittsburgh game because there was no time left." Versus this game is 42 seconds. Either way, Aaron Rodgers getting the ball. Here's why John Harbaugh was right to do it. One, be you and be you consistently. Michael, you know if there's something, if there's nothing else, I respect more is consistency. Don't be okay. aggressive all the time and then at the end of this game decide, "Oh, we're just gonna play for overtime." No, be okay. you. And that's who he is. I respect it because I'm not. I'm not focused is? on the results. The result makes you think oh, it was a mistake. Yeah, but if they make it, you get out of there with a win. Potentially the second reason why it was the right thing to do. You don't play for overtime. Matter of fact, I like saying Michael. I've said this before. Sometimes I'm so far ahead until I tell until I look lost to other people. John Harbaugh, maybe maybe onto something here because what do we hate more professional football more than ties? Nobody likes ties. Maybe let's turn back the clock all the way to the days of black and white NFL and get rid of regular season overtime altogether. Let's get rid of regular season overtime altogether only play overtime in the postseason when you have to because that would incentivize teams to not play for ties because if he kicks the extra point and and either Rodgers decides, okay, I'm going to get this field goal or if they go into overtime as you want them to play for in that situation Who's to say that if you win the coin toss, you do anything with it and all you need is a field goal? No, Who's to you say that know. Aaron Rodgers I, 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 doesn't I, 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 get the I, 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 ball? Who's to say that Aaron Rodgers know. doesn't get the ball the same way Patrick Mahomes did against against uh, the Chargers on Thursday and goes right down the field and scores on the first possession? You don't know, I'm gonna land the plane by saying this. You don't know right. if you're going to have an opportunity from the two yard line to win the game again.
2: Right. That's right.
1: In overtime. That's right you have okay. the opportunity. You take it with a better throw. They win that game or they at least take the lead. Okay.
2: I'm so glad you landed with that. I'm so glad you said that with a better throw. So let's go all the way back. Let's go back, 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 back to your first comment about Hollywood Brown being wide open in the back of the end zone. Well, he's got to catch it now. <laughs> no, no, not that. You don't have Lamar Jackson, at quarterback. So everything you're saying, hey, I, I like a guy who's consistent. No, I don't sure. like somebody who's cons. I don't like somebody who's consistent all the way around because that I didn't look like Lamar you don't Jackson. Have it, you he, at <laughs> times, but it's not. It's not. Don't get it. Don't get it confused. You had an MVP. Well, Lamar, Lamar threw, a, Lamar threw
1: a bad play pass two weeks ago. So what's your point? Uh,
2: okay. My point is that you don't have Lamar Jackson here. So if you say he's wide open, why didn't he hit him? Because he's a backup quarterback. And this is not a guy who's going to give you the same performance as Lamar Jackson because of that because I'm in that situation. I'm going to take that into account. I'm going to slightly adapt my game plan and and slightly adapt my expectations. Like I think it's so foolish. When I hear coaches say, hey, we didn't change anything. It's the same playbook. It's the same thing. We're all pros. No, there's a difference between starters starting quarterbacks in particular. And backups. This backup quarterback did everything you asked him to played do. Played great. He yeah. He got he got you in a situation where you had an opportunity to tie the game in Green Bay. Oh, great. Possibly. Because you played to tie the game. Possibly. As Herbert once said, you played to tie the game. Possibly get yourself into overtime and win it. You had an mm. opportunity. And <laughs> I I just feel like okay. Mike, in this time. You've got your quarterback out. You've got uh, your your team has got a lot been of people out. Hit, all season long. Six, of, top, top the corners. Corners. Six of their top seven corners.
1: Six of their top seven corners.
2: Been hit.
1: Give these guys the an long.
2: opportunity. Give they deserve. That's what he an did. They deserve. That's what he did. They deserve better than that. No, that's what he, No. Oh, that's what he did. No, he, he gave didn't. an opportunity to win they the game. It. That's exactly what he did. Hey, it, not right there. Not there. Not there.
1: Man. Oh man. Hey, nope. You win some, you lose some. The saying isn't you win some, you lose it some, is. you tie some. You win some, you lose some. In him. Guys wide open in the it's, back I, of the end zone. It's my gut. Or a better play call. Yeah, like, Maybe we question hey, question the play call, this? question the execution. I'd love to hear him in the intent. In in the I'd love to hear him in a staff meeting.
2: I'd love to hear him in a staff meeting. Sanchez offensive coordinator. Can you believe we had a wide receiver wide open in the end They're zone? They're not gonna say that. In our back not public in our backup quarterback. And our backup quarterback
1: didn't hit him. Hey, man. Hey, man. That was a good call. That's a good call. Hey, John Harbaugh, Brandon Staley, keep doing you. Keep going for it on four down. Keep going for two.
6: Get rid of regular
1: season overtime. More people should do this. You don't want ties. This is how you avoid ties. Why play football? Go for the win.
2: Go for the win and watch the playoffs with me at my playoff party. Miss Mr. I'd rather
1: regret being too reg- aggressive than too conservative any day of the week and twice on Sunday.
2: This ain't about you. This ain't about them. It's a team. You're a leader. You're representing guys.
1: They went for the win.
2: Don't bring your baggage in this. John Harbaugh. Don't bring your baggage in this.
6: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: So Christian Wilkins, number 94, will
2: be the fullback. Play action, fake, oh, and oh, throw to Wilkins, the Wilkins
1: <laughs> touchdown!
2: <laughs> Wilkins... Does the Lambo leap into the stands? They may need a crane to get him out of there.
6: Oh boy! Now that's a celebration going go. on right there.
1: <laughs> that is that's great. the greatest 300-pound celebration of all whoa, whoa. time.
2: I was holding back,
1: honestly. You ain't see you ain't seen me at a at a wedding or at a Bob or nothing like that. Then that's where you that's when the moves are on the full display. Both of us know a thing or two about, uh, about good weddings. We both had enjoyable ones. Uh, he might have a side hustle in, because I would invite dude whether I knew him or not. And remember, this got that busted split when Clemson won a national championship. So we know he's got some dexterity and flexibility for a big man. And by the way, and you see 68 right there. Best big man in the league, the Miami Dolphins. Between Robert Hunt's near touchdown and Christian Wilkins' touchdown and ensuing celebration, the Dolphins oh, wow, that's great. need to get their big men involved even more than they already have. The, the surging uh, Miami Dolphins. When the last time you bust out the worm, dog?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I ever did it. I don't think I, I don't think I, I could ever <laughs> not, not pull it off like that. <laughs> I mean, not like that. I mean, it was like he must. How long did he work on that? Is the question. Cause that was yeah. just so. It was so seamless. It was so natural for him. Good for them. Good for the Dolphins, by the way. Watch out. Watch out for the Dolphins, making a uh, making a nice little playoff push. And I, yeah. I can't wait to see the last the last game of the year. AFC East is gonna mean something. The Brian Flores has a winning record against Bill Belichick. Small sample size, but most <laughs> Belichick's disciples
1: do not. Yeah, yeah, do not do well.
2: Yeah, they he no, falling off. He's, but
1: that, he's done a good job with him against. Him.
2: And I, um, I think I think Belichick feels them. Belichick knows it too. That that last game of the year, Miami already beat New England in the first game of the season. That's going to have playoff implications. Look out for that one.
1: More impressive on the part of Christian Wilkins, the worm or the leap?
2: I'm I'm going with the worm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the leap, yeah. dog. I'm gonna go with the leap. Wow. The leap could have gone worse. The, the leap. The leap was good. It could've, that could have that could have that could have ended badly. You know what I mean? Like at the at the point the top the point when he did the worm. He was playing with house money at that point, which was all is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the leap for a big guy as much confidence as he displayed in the in the breakdancing in the, you know, yeah. breaking into electric boogaloo in the beach street moves. Okay, as much as much confidence he displayed there jumping into the stands. Not everybody gets to pull that off. I mean, this is, this is like, this is what combine combines are for is these kind of hops. Bruh, that's not a little dude jumping Whoa. up and over. That's not a little dude doing that. So, yes, the Dolphins are, are very fun. Look at that though. They're dangerous, but they're also fun these days. We're a long way from that one and seven start. Speaking of Lambeau Leaps, speaking of Lambo Leaps, let's, uh, we talked a lot about the Ravens um, and their decision, but we need to talk about the winning team, the Green Bay Packers, yeah. who fittingly, are the first team to clinch the division and a playoff spot. And as mentioned earlier, Aaron Rodgers has surged to right there just about with Tom Brady in terms of betting favorites to win MVP, which will be second straight MVPs for Aaron Rodgers. If this continues and the Packers end up with the number one seed, it's gonna be hard to vote against Rodgers given how clean he's playing lately, Uh, which is crazy given Given how people felt about him just a few weeks ago. Um, it's going to be hard to vote against immunized Aaron Rodgers for a second straight MVP. <laughs> I love Jonathan Taylor right now, but he'll have yeah. the number one seed. He'll have the numbers, maybe even the narrative, which is, you know, playing with this bad toe, right? Um, that's MVP. Pinky toe Matt LaFleur. Thank you. Bad Matt LaFleur. Coach of the year. Cliff Kingsbury to your point. Probably losing it. Uh, Belichick done a great job, as Kingsbury said, could be the coach of the year every year, could be named after him. Uh, but I would point out that they also spent more money than any team in NFL history last year. And it's not like they got an undrafted quarterback. The quarterback was a 50th pick in the draft. Now, taking anything away from him, simply saying, you and yeah. I have both seen First Belichick yeah. turn water into wine more so than this uh, throughout his history. You, we've, we've seen him do better jobs than this.
2: Yeah, Matt yeah, LaFleur is yeah. the coach of the yeah, year.
1: Yeah given everything he's put up with and everything he's had to overcome going back to the offseason, which brings me to the guy who became a household name. I would venture to say that prior to the draft, most people hadn't heard of Brian Guttekunst, let alone how to pronounce Brian Guttekunst last spring. Right. He was the bad guy. He was take a look at the bad guy. He was the Jerry Krause as I mentioned, and then they posted it on IG stories, he was the Jerry Krause to Aaron Rodgers' last dance, supposedly. And lo and behold, yeah. despite all the injuries, despite all the controversy, here they sit, first team to clinch, first team in the playoffs. Where's the love for Brian Gudekunz? Get that man executive yeah. of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. Aaron Rodgers may may be the the best practitioner of the position in the game's history. Okay, but I I think I think it gets out of control when it comes to what the Packers have not given him over the years. Who the the fact that they haven't taken a wide receiver in the first round or they don't draft skill position players early. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, you know, who was right there in the middle of that last two point conversion from Baltimore. You know, who was right there knocking helping to knock the ball away from uh, Mark Andrews. I think it was Eric Stokes. I think it was the guy that took in the first round this year. I think I think it was 21. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers sure he does from a skill position standpoint. He does he he does more with less. I'm, I'm comfortable saying that, but I think we overstate the less. I think the fact that this general manager has once again built the type of team whether it's offensive line, whether it's running backs, whether it's defense the type of team to be able to withstand these injuries to still be 11-3. and three. Aaron Rodgers ain't doing this by himself. So that's all I got, man. I ain't even really like a take. I just wanted but, to give some love. let no, no, some followers to Brian Gutekunst. Because no. we gave him a lot of shit in the offseason. A lot of people did. Talking man. about he was the reason that Aaron Rodgers needed to be. Aaron Rodgers is getting driven out of town because the general manager won't give him more say. The general manager knows what he's doing. And he's, he's known what he's doing. Or he, he, has, he has known for a while how to do this job. And Aaron Rodgers then get to this position again this year, looking at a number one seed, just because he's out here making miracles happen and turning water into wine. That's a damn good GM in Green Bay.
2: Well, look, uh, Mike, uh, it's a take, it's a good take, and you, you have one side of it. You have one side of it from a from a football standpoint. You're talking about a, a general manager who has done a good job of bringing in talent, of drafting guys who compliment uh, Aaron Rodgers on offense, but also uh, guys who a de- defensive coordinator could look at and say, yeah, I can work with these. I can work with these players pretty uh, pretty well, too. Now special teams. They need some help on special teams. Yeah, but overall I
1: conveniently left that out. Overall, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, you Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks. For, yeah, I could left that part out. Yeah,
2: but overall, he's done a good job, but I, I would say that's from a football standpoint. Business people out here. This man from a leadership standpoint. Whoa, you want to talk about a, a problem. You want to talk about it. What would seem to be a dilemma that Brian Gutekunst had to deal with starting on draft day, a very strategic attack by Aaron Rodgers and his people. Aaron Rodgers on draft night. First night of the draft says I want out. Let it be known. I want out of Green Bay. I want to be traded. I don't want to play here anymore. He does another interview where he kept saying it's about the people sounded like common that song the people the people. It's all about the people, right? He just kept saying it over and over. It seemed like I said, wow, let him go. Why don't they just trade Aaron Rodgers. He's not coming back there. You held your ground. You said no, 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 he's got no options, but this was a disgruntled employee with power with multiple platforms with people all over the media in sports and otherwise trying to further his cause to get out of Green Bay and are, Brian are you with Brian me? Guttekunst, as you said, an unknown. Who's he? What kind of platform does he have? What kind of commercials right. does he have? are his friends? So it really are you with me really seem like I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was just no, but I mean, are you with you going forward? Yeah, are you with
1: me going oh, forward? Yeah. You said in the off season that Green Bay would win the Super Bowl and Rogers would ride off into the sunset. I I, think so, I always thought I thought from the beginning that Rodgers needed to yeah. learn how to love the one he's with, and where's yeah. he gonna find it better? Like you 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 are at the top of the NFC standings, in large part because you have Rodgers. But year after year, and if maybe they treat him a little bit better after his tantrum last off season, why would you want to go to Denver or somewhere? Why would you want to go to and- to you know I don't know whatever team would you know. Pittsburgh, I guess, but w- why would you want to go to another team at this point seeing what you got the story week, year in and year out. This is the de- definition of the 80 20 rule. If Aaron Rodgers goes searching for something else somewhere
2: else. The story is a great story to be told. From from good from his perspective of how you handled these situations. Because there was daily. I mean, we, we talked about it the entire from the moment. Rogers, let it be known that he wanted out of Green Bay from that moment to the first game of the regular season there was commentary constant like what's going on with Aaron Rodgers now Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. trade rumors Aaron Rodgers the look on his face his body language what is he saying where does he want to go does he want to go to Denver oh, after week he, 1 did he,
1: oh my god after did week 1 he want to go to
2: San Francisco yeah all this and his response was a i'd say in a word appropriate and i wonder if 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 there was ever a temptation on his part to just come out and say, Hey, hey, I'm in charge here or, or or something that would really make it worse. But he didn't, he didn't make the situation worse. And and at the time we didn't think he was doing anything to make it better, but he didn't make it worse. And right now, yes, he's the executive of the year, not just because of their, their performance on the field,
1: but his performance performance.
2: before the start of the season. I'm with hey, you. speaking of
1: performance, I want to sneak in. Uh, you know, the guy joined at the hip with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, um, you know, Rodgers' best practitioner of the position. Like Tom Brady's, like hello. Um, what'd you think of Brady's uh, histrionics last night? Um, lip readers, uh, I think he told the Saints sideline. <laughs> which, by the way, that's supposed to be taunting, or so Cassius Marsh taught us. Uh, he told the Saints sideline to go uh, go f themselves. Apparently, I couldn't read it as well as some others. Um, uh, he had he was face to face with Gardner Johnson, which that was more of a Gardner Johnson cuz That's what he does. He gets in people's faces. Um, and then of course, he assaulted uh, the poor defenseless helpless uh, Microsoft surface, uh, which already looked broken when he threw it or maybe it's I don't know. Maybe that looks broken already. I don't know. That already looks broken. Maybe that's just maybe no, I that's how the it pictures. comes. I don't know
2: the pictures. No, okay. it was the pictures. He was the pictures on top of it. Okay. Yeah, the pictures on top of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, a that's Teflon <laughs> Tom. So I think for most people that would probably be an uh, an issue um, for somebody to behave that way. But for Tom, I was I was amused by it more than anything. I enjoyed it. I like I like my Tom Brady angry. Personally, I like seeing Tom lose it on the sideline. Um, how about you? You've, you've, seen, you've seen him a okay. few times. Like the Bill O'Brien encounter a, on the sideline comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, that, that, was, come, that was a good Yeah, hey, right? Listen. That was that right. Yeah. But this he is the side of town that. that people don't really understand exists. Like this dude yeah, this, is this, not this, a nice this, person between the lines. He's not a nice right. guy between the lines.
2: This is this is what he does. He he talks, he's a trash talker. He gets very he gets very animated uh, with something. He gave it to the, the officials last night. He gave it to the official. He's I've seen him give it to the officials before. You mentioned a Billy O'Brien the Bill O'Brien Tom Brady exchange, which is just great because and and the background on that was Brady was trying to uh, trying to tell a receiver named Tyquan Underwood. Hey, you ran the wrong route. Bill O'Brien came over and say no, no, that's your fault. (laughs) And then Tom was like, "No, F you and then another time Tom uh, Tom and Josh McDaniels got into it. McDaniels said to him, Hey, he was wide open. Brady didn't say anything. Hey, he was wide open. You missed him. Brady was like, <laughs> Go F yourself. You know, essentially, that's his go-to thing. He's got the only yeah. only guy he hasn't said that to is Bill Belichick. He's <laughs> never gotten into it yeah. with Belichick face to face.
1: But Do you and, you, uh, and you, he's
2: told He's told players that they can't cover as he's running down the field like he's he got a little nastiness to him. So this is so this, you this is what and he you
1: does. and you think and you think this is a sign of things to come based on. God went out not the team as the same as it was last year. I'm just I'm, I'm yeah. giving your words back to you. Last yeah, night yeah. was not I an aberration needs- last night. Wasn't just Dennis Allen putting a great resume tape together. Uh, as a, to get another shot as a head coach last night wasn't just Dennis Allen having Brady's number in the regular season. Again, you think that was more about the Bucks having bigger issues. That's going to compromise them in the postseason. I don't I think that I think I think that's a team that just it's a tough opponent for whatever reason. But the guy with injury as bad as it was. I don't see Brady being flummoxed like that a the rest of the season giving their schedule. Maybe they end up with the bye. Maybe they don't, but there's still plenty of time for the Bucks to get right and win two or three games in the NFC and get to LA. Uh,
2: I, I I got a comment about that, but I, I just thought of another one. I thought of another one. Mm. And if, if I'm this guy to this day, if I see Tom Brady, you know, I might hold a grudge. Furniture eight, moving? eight, seven, seven, eight, nine years later. Joey Galloway. Remember this Joey Galloway thing? Joey Galloway was Had in a cup uh, of coffee was in in the camp. Area. Yeah, it it he it was in camp with the Patriots, and he didn't know the offense. Or Brady didn't think he knew the offense well enough for Brady to trust him. So Brady's like yelling at him. He's like, uh, right there on, uh, in front of everybody. Is it that hard? Is it that hard to get the uh, Hey, man. I'm still a grown man. I don't hate it. Hey, come on. Come on. You just can't talk to me any kind of way. You ain't going to rag dog me out here in front of all these folks.
1: But, but you notice that was. though, like as we as we go to break. understandably so. I, I've never been I've never looked at that as a negative for Tom. And maybe it's when you win the way Brady has, you can act the ass all you want. You you have license to be an asshole if you win the way that Brady has. Some people are you not one of those people? Like cause some people are like, oh, no. we had the double standard. Like if somebody else did it, we'd be all we'd be all over him. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Well, it's I the not goat. anything about
2: the double I, standard. He should get that pass. I'm not thinking about the double standards. Like it's not it's not mutually exclusive. You know, hey, I I must. I must be an a-hole to get this result. No, 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 You don't necessarily. uh, One doesn't necessarily lead to the other. That doesn't judge the the ends. Don't justify the means. No, I don't don't for him.
1: It does. That's who he is. And it's worked. But there's a but, there's the opposite in it, at the extreme,
2: which we can won. talk about in a minute. <laughs> he's one without being that extreme. way too. Yeah, he's one without being that way.
3: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
4: score the second touchdown you want me to go for two and try to win it right there you want to go to overtime go
3: for, go for two and win it right there you'll make the play. So. Huntley with a snap from the gun steps up now he'll run he's to the five one touchdown Tyler Huntley he's done it again
2: do we want to kick it or go for it what do you all think now we, we can kick this and go to overtime and we're in good shape or we try to win it here and then we just try to keep them in a the field goal range what do you want to do?
1: What does everybody... We can, we can we can go into overtime right here or we can go for it.
3: You want to try it? All right, let's try it. Huntley takes the snap. He'll roll to the right. Pumps, throws. Broken up incomplete. That's
1: the right move. Thanks. Love you appreciate that. That's the right move. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we fight you. Hell, I loved it earlier. Now I love it even more. I love it even more now.
2: Does that change your thinking at all, Michael? No. Does that change your opinion? Uh, <clears throat> No, not really. Not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I appreciate you know what I do appreciate. I like uh, a window. I, I like I like mic up segments. I like hard knocks. I like behind the scenes stuff. That's always great. Uh, gives you additional insight. But I think ultimately At, at, at a on, lead, when you're in a, was, you're in that, a leadership standpoint. No, at, at a leadership standpoint. From a leadership standpoint, you've got to just, you got to make a decision. And like, some people would say, "Oh, that's collaborative." He's going around asking his guys, "What do you think?" Trusting what is, his players. Okay, What is John Harbaugh? What is he? What did he think when he said, "Do you want to go for it? We're in good shape." If we right. kick the extra point, and remember they want to go remember for they two? ran the play clock down thought.
1: and then they called timeout. Well, he thought he thought that they should go for it. So I think there's a difference, Michael. He didn't just say, "Hey, whatever y'all want to do," and then after the game goes to the podium and be like, "Well, the players said we should go for it," so I just went with their gut. No, he said I that, went that with my bad. gut. Be,
2: that would be well, exactly. Bad. That'd be bad.
1: Ultimately, yeah. ultimately, you can do both. You can consult with your players, see how they feel. Look in their eyes. (laughs) Okay. And decide if that's the right move along with the the aforementioned analytics. And then after the game, say, hey, the buck stops with me. You know, so I think the players just gave him the answer that he wanted because if he to me, if he's asking, then he's like, hey, I I, want to go for this. What do y'all think? They're not going to say "Nah, man, kick the extra point. We don't we don't want to win this. He gave them the answer that he wanted when he solicited their opinion in the first place. That is leadership in my mind. And, no, and Mark Andrews said Hey, it was the right call. So we can sit up here and debate analytics. We could debate whether we thought it was the right thing. All that matters. I'll go back to what you said earlier. All that matters is that the people within that building in Owings mills, Maryland, I think it's still in Owings mills The people in there, believe in their coach and believe that it was the right move and nobody could ever say that Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh I beg your pardon is, um, is indecisive. I loved it. I love it even more hearing him ask the players way before we scored a second touchdown. What do you want to do? This wasn't a spur of the moment thing. We scored a second. Right, what do you want to do? Moment. Go for two. What are you going to do? Then it was Go like, hey, okay, or, they or tried or to draw them offside. They didn't jump. Come back. Hey, we can kick this. You, you want to do this? Cool. Let's do it. Again, Marquise Brown wide open defense made a great play. We never give the other team credit and, is, and, it, and we don't do it because it doesn't fit in the Monday morning quarterback mold of sports commentary. I don't mean to get on the soapbox here, but it can never be about T.J. Watt blowing up box. a play. No, you but know, I mean, I'm but, saying, uh, but we was, come and we Hey, was well, it a bad decision? Well, it wasn't the result that it wasn't the desired result, but it's not like they're doing it in a vacuum. Like T.J. Watt made a great play two weeks ago. Darnell Savage made a great play yesterday. Tyler Huntley didn't see okay. Marquise Brown in the back of the end zone. Like it didn't work out. It's the same. Michael. It's so it's so interesting. I love these okay. conversations with you. I love them because I think about the people who think that we think alike or that we're too much alike is you and I are consistently on the opposite ends of decision making when it comes to risk whether it's trading draft picks for for a star player and not winning a championship or going for two at the end of the game. It never ceases to amaze me the different paradigms that we operate in you and I considering how much we do agree on. We never agree on these types of things.
2: Well, I I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I, I would say. I think you have to factor. You have to factor everything in like you. You just said very casually. Hey, you know, hey, it was a good decision. But, you know, TJ Watt blew up the play. Well, how was that game going? What was the final score of that game? I mean, I think this is common sense. What was the final score of the Pittsburgh game? What was it like? It was a close game, right? It was a low scoring game. They lost
1: by one because they've lost their last three so, by four points total. So they lost by one. So, yeah.
2: but that but that game was uh, it, it was it, it wasn't in the 20s. Was it? I, I can't remember, but no. I it like 17, it was a, 16, was something like that. Okay, it low score. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, hey, TJ Watt blew up the play. Of course he did. Of course he did, because that was it. The, the, okay, it's there T.J. it is. I it was 20 to 20. It. And he was unblocked. He was left unblocked. 20 to 19. It's Steelers Raven. So what, when I think about, am I going to do this? I'm factoring in everything. I'm going against a, a team that has T.J. Watt on the other side. So I could a, that happen? Here's a suggestion. What, what's more likely. What's more likely to happen A two point conversion, a successful two point conversion or T.J. Watt making a play when the game's on the line. What's more likely to happen? Well, if he's unblocked, it certainly helps.
1: But here's a suggestion. I won't meet you in the middle, but I'll take a step in your direction. How about this? How about next time you go for two and it will be a next time. Don't force it to Mark Andrews. How about that? Mike Tomlin (laughs) said they're predictable in that way. You're adding to the predictability when you're laser focused on Mark Andrews. So That's what I would do differently, if anything. Maybe call a bit a different play, a better play.
2: I guess. I guess if if we if if I you tell you you tell you tell me if if you buy this. Because I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not risk averse. I'm not. I would say, I believe in process. Mm -hmm. I I I believe in process. I'm patient. I, I think it's going to turn out in my favor. Eventually. That, that's, how, that's how I look at life. Eventually, it's going to turn out in my favor. I feel like I feel that way. So when it comes to draft picks with the, with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give up all those draft picks. Go ahead and do what you do. I feel like if, if I follow my process, it's going to turn out in my favor. So I, I, I win a champion. I don't need to. I don't need to throw in everything I have right now. I'm going to win a championship. I win a championship. If I'm the Rams, I'll win a championship. I don't need Jalen you, like you don't like fast I, I,
1: forwarding it. You don't like fast forwarding.
2: No, no, it's gonna happen. It's going I don't. Mm. I don't think the world's gonna end tomorrow. It might, But I don't think that. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a mm. chance to get what I need. So I'm patient. Mm. I believe in process. It is a virtue. It is a virtue. So we'll see. Uh, I believe in making the playoffs too. <laughs> I'm <Baltimore. laughs> I believe in getting to the playoffs.
1: You know who's in the playoffs right now as it stands? You know who's in the playoffs right now as it stands in the AFC? North? The Bengals? just wanted to point that out. Yes,
2: they are. Okay.
1: The Steelers do have a pulse, though. The Steelers do have a pulse.
3: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters
6: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Um, I thought all the guys were ready. We had some really good energy on the sidelines. Very positive. Um, it was nice having Bev on the sidelines. So I could go talk to him between series. And I really liked that. And I thought that, that helped for sure. So, um, just got to keep building
1: on it. Like I said, it's we got three games left. Let's just keep building on it and keep getting better. So, Michael, um, as a result of the Texans beating the Jaguars, yeah. Jacksonville now owns the number one overall pick uh, in the 2022 draft. You just heard from the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Urban Meyer spoke to NFL Network over the weekend, and he said some things. Said some things. Said a lot Did of, he ever. A lot of things, yeah. And um, I'll say some things real quick. Last week, um, I and, and others, I'm sure, used the word hubris in describing Urban Meyer's failed 13-game tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The H-word that I didn't use but I'm going to use now is hypocrite. Because um, the only thing fragile about Urban Meyer is his ego. Urban Meyer thinks that he's better than everybody else. He thought that he was better than the process, which we just spoke about before the break. Um, And he thought that everybody was beneath him. (laughs) Because the the reason I say hypocrisy, everything that I heard from him to NFL Network, everything that I, Frank for that matter, heard from Jimmy Johnson, who I I respect, uh, but was acting as his mouthpiece, his boy Jimmy Johnson, everything I heard, was hypocrisy insofar as coaches as players and part of establishing a winning culture is one of accountability. I've yeah. yet to hear and don't expect to hear urban Myers say it's on me. The record is the record. You are what your record says you are. Bill Parcells yeah. once said it's my responsibility. The buck stops with me. I failed. No ifs, ands or buts about it. I don't want to hear about society being too soft. People are too fragile. It's not me. It's you. Isn't that
2: that the worst? Oh, there was
1: backstabbing.
2: Oh, come on, man. That's the worst,
1: which lets you further know, Michael that he for damn sure no matter how much he wants to deny it. He definitely called his assistants losers because everything Uh, he said in the interview. I know he
2: did everything he said in the
1: interview was a nicer way of saying that I've won and you haven't. I'm urban
2: Meyer and you're not right And, and maybe maybe he didn't use the word loser. Okay, maybe maybe somehow there was he got close to it. He got right to the edge of it. It didn't say you guys are losers. But based on those comments, he said something to the effect of what have you done? Where 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 have you been successful? Let me see your let me see your receipts. Let me see your hardware. You don't have what I have. Um, The thing about Urban Meyer that really stands out to me. And this is just it's all about perspective. Some guys will go into a job like that, go into the NFL, and say, "I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. I'm thankful for this opportunity. Let's get to work." Urban Meyer went in with the perspective, "They're so happy to have. They're they're so lucky to have me." Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I, 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 my my okay, presence okay. is a
1: presence, I mean, <laughs> like like yeah, Kanye. My presence am, is a right? presence.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you know who I am. Like, right. You, you the, guys have never the man had is beneath here. me and
1: so is his and, daughter. <laughs> <laughs> <right?
2: laughs> you never you've never been you've never had anybody like me in this organization. I'm happy though and I wonder uh, if, if Thomas Dimitrov is happy too. that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in position. They had the number one pick last year that used Trevor Lawrence. Now they're in position. Once again, they have the number one pick in the draft. They're trending in that direction and it's a restart Thomas. They get another they get a do-over. They got Trevor Lawrence. They may get a do-over with the number one pick uh, and, and hey, it's almost it's almost as if Urban Meyer was never here. Well, not just that Thomas welcome Thomas
1: Dimitrov. I would venture to say it's a better job now than it was when urban took it last yeah. year. <laughs> like the next coach. There really is nowhere to go but up now you already got the quarterback in place.
4: You got you got draft picks. Yeah.
1: It's a better job now for the next head coach, is it not?
4: Look, um, wow, a lot to talk about. You guys have been waxing poetic here, and I've been listening, and I, I hear it at a lot of different levels. From an organizational perspective, gentlemen, think about this. And I mentioned this months ago. The league is really, really finicky about who they allow in to their into their um, into their teams into this league as far as who's going to coach, very particular about college coaches coming in, especially college coaches with with that sort of omnipotent omniscient element to them. So I believe there were so many people out there, not only quite honestly around the league and his division, but within the organization, who were really really concerned about a man, excuse me, a coach like Urban coming in there running the organization like he would. And I mentioned this before, head coaches coming from college do not have to work with ADs in the same way that they'll have to work with general managers and everyone else within the organization. There were a lot of people within organizations when a college coach comes in who are on the edge of their seat, they're walking on eggshells, they don't know how to approach it, they don't know how to approach that coach oftentimes. So there's this weird sort of karma out there coming in for these coaches. And I find it without getting sort of mystical on it. I find it Mm. like it was heading in that direction, you know, months ago. And here we are with a situation where now you have Trent bulky, who's the general manager there. And Trent's a good football man. Trent was a part of that. Like many people were a part of that decision there. Gentlemen, remember this, this isn't just, you know, an owner, saying, I want this guy and, and, and screw everyone else in the organization. I'm taking this guy. I guarantee you any owner is going to look around to the, his trusted uh, loyalist, so to speak, and he's going to ask everyone and put everyone on the spot to find out what they believe about Urban Meyer coming in as a head coach. And, and that's, this is coming to be reckoning time, right, for a lot of people within that organization, I'm sure, when, when it all settles down.
1: Hmm. Hey, uh, we were talking about a, a a an award that's near and dear to your heart, and I know you got a, you still got a lot of relationships and a lot of friends. So this is gonna put you on the spot, just preparing you for it, okay? Uh, uh, watch uh, out. But I was I was out we were both singing Brian Gudekunz's uh praises earlier, given the drama of the off season and, and the way this team, this roster's withstood the injuries and the attrition and so on and so forth. It's not just Aaron Rodgers, even though he's you know, maybe winning a back-to-back MVP. I wonder if you don't mind picking one, Thomas. <laughs> Is it Goodikins or somebody else? Like right now, if you if it was one vote and you're the only person deciding Executive of the Year, I know you're watching how these GMs are managing these teams. Who will get your vote for Executive of the Year right now?
4: Okay, you you put me on the spot for sure. I know. <laughs> you're about Brian Goodikins again. I have I have a great deal of respect for him as a football man. Growing up in it, knows what he's doing and what he's what he's dealt with big big thing let me also tip over to another guy in the nfc and let me talk about steve kine i mean there are a lot Mm. of people out there annihilating steve steve saying that you know early on like whoa he's really really it's 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 dicey there and steve has stepped up being the football man that he is he's made some really strong decisions he's stood by what he believes in uh I'm really impressed with what Steve has done as well. So those two guys right now are really, really impressed and high up on that sort of right in line
2: for that, that potential award. And you know what uh, you should, uh, by the way, as a flex, Thomas, you got to put that. You got to insist that's in your bio. I mean, you won the award uh, <laughs> multiple times. So you get you back. Like, Look, I'm an executive of the year award winner myself. So that you got to You got to kind of work that in there very seamlessly. And then give your answer after that. So that's something to work on. That's your that's your homework. <laughs> Put that in your bio.
4: we are gonna be my publicist, and I appreciate it at one level or another, gentlemen. You guys are looking sharp today. You have hoodie and you have green blazer dichotomous dress going on there. And here I am with my <laughs> yeah. cool. Oh, I just guys I want you guys to see retro velour. You guys remember this. I can tell
2: I can tell. That's a good look. It's long, long that sleeve too. Always. Good luck. Uh it's Seasonally seasonally appropriate. Yeah, I I like that. Uh, Let me ask you this. So from from a GM standpoint, I know we were talking about, you know, the uh, top pick in the draft right now in Jacksonville and executive of the year, but what what are GM's thinking about right now? Is this kind of like a helpless season because you're in you're in December. You probably can't do anything right now. That's going to affect what happens in the final stretch of the year. So what is the Just give us a a window into the GM mentality uh, in mid-December, mid-to-late December. December.
4: Well, mid-to-late December depends on where you are on the spectrum. If you're a team that's going to be in the playoffs or have a really good shot, you are 100% focused on playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And and there's no question about it. Your livelihood uh, depends on playoffs. How the building is functioning depends on playoffs. You know, your how you're going to uh, affect how you're going to be building the team in the future honestly depends on playoffs. So that's that's a a segment of the pop. Of course, you get the other GMs within the league who are on the back end outside looking in or who have no chance. All they are thinking about right now. a, they're pissed. They're 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 wondering what's on the other side of all of this, of course, because we all I don't care who we are as general managers. Very, very confident in so many ways but there are elements of insecurity when things go awry and there's a lot going on out there in your respective cities with a lot of opinions about what needs to be done. Those, those general managers are focused on what's next. They're meeting diligently with the personnel people more, more than likely they're probably meeting with their owner, talking about the finances of the organization moving forward. They are really honing in on what's next as much as they're not thinking about next season and they still want to win as many games as possible, you know, they've, they've more than likely moved on from really focusing on what's going on in the last few games. But for watching the players to see who has developed and not developed, they are thinking about team building and how they are going to get their asses out of a hole. That is a big, big deal right now.
1: Last question I got for you on the same theme, Thomas, is as you uh, stay in touch with your various uh, colleagues and friends throughout the league, team builders throughout the league, I wonder what they're telling you and your sense from the inside about what it's like to be an executive, a general manager in the era of COVID. We just saw the league uh, update its protocols, people on and off the list, and not just players, but coaches. You know, Dennis Allen coaching last night, no Kevin Stefanski uh, tonight for Cleveland. What are GM, what are your, what are your fellow GMs telling you about the challenges of keeping a roster together uh, in the era of COVID and Omicron in particular?
4: Well, I I think, you know, most of them, what they're saying is like, Thomas, you didn't really have to deal with that. You got fired last year in October, whole year went
3: through, (laughs) you didn't have to deal
4: with that. And now you're not having to deal with it. Like it is really, really different. It's precarious at every turn you take of course I was there as we were leading through it the year, you know, when it all hit through the draft and everything. And it was high stress, high agitation amongst people within the building. Some people were agitated with this person and that person, one person who was, who was like towing the line and being really direct about the strictness of policy, you know, around the water coolers, people were pissed off hurling invective of that person uh, on top of the building of the team. So what I'm saying is the building of the team is, way 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 more complicated in in the covid world but all the other elements of keeping a team set a building set a morale set it is not easy and there are a lot of people looking around the corners trying to figure out the best way to do it and everyone has a damn opinion about how to do it and how to run the organization during these times even more so than they ever have it was it's it to me it's a really really uh it's test. It tests you. It tests you as a leader, as a, as a personnel or as a GM, it, it tests everyone else. And you get a chance to really see who was on board and who's kind of a little bit precarious as far as following, yeah. you know, following the leadership.
1: It really looks you know, like it, the, it, the it, testing and the protocols just got the best of everybody. Like everybody just sick and tired of trying to like figure out how to navigate this testing world. I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead.
2: No, no, that's all right. I was going to say, uh, Thomas, you know, my final question is, is related to that on, on the COVID front. We've seen so many things happen this year. Head coaches who have missed games uh, due to the protocols. Kevin Stefanski is going to miss the, the Raiders game. Cliff Kingsbury missed the game. Mike McCarthy missed missed the game. That's just three off the top of my head. So I'm wondering if you are if you're collaborating with your head coach and it's the end of a year and you're thinking about building a staff. Do you factor that in somebody on the staff who, if you find yourself in trouble, we never really thought like this before that the head coach wouldn't be able to make the game. Uh, Some coaches say, sure, bring on some experienced coaches and other coaches say, no, I don't want my replacement on the staff. I mean, would that you think that will factor in
4: in this COVID era? Oh, Michael, that is a great question. It's not that easy. First of all, general managers, head coaches and presidents and the head coach are always talking about who, if you were sick, if you were to get, uh, you know, hit by a bus, who would take over? More times than not, and I and I hate to say this, maybe that's exaggerating. There are a number of teams within the NFL who don't, even their coach, their head coach does not believe they have an heir apparent. That That's uncomfortable because now it's a reality. Before it was just a fantasy. You get hit. We have to find someone. Now, you, you know that it's a reality, and you start discussing who the next up is. And many, many times, we're not convinced as team builders and as management that that next step up is going to be the guy that's going to help us win the game. I mean, Dallas was very fortunate to have a guy like Dan Quinn step up, tossed his hat around backward, go. and went full there forward. Go. There are other guys like that on a staff that are really ready There are other staffs out there, I guarantee you, who are really concerned about what they're going to do during that time. Of course, can that coach coach from afar? I don't know how that works. You know, he can't get on a phone, of course, but the preparation, how involved is that head coach who's out with COVID? I'm sure they're very involved, you know, off the beaten path, so to speak. Thomas Dimitrov, we appreciate you,
1: brother. Thank you so much. Always appreciate your insights into uh, this team-building process. Which I'm gonna go and now apply to Madden franchise mode. I'm gonna take your knowledge and try to build my own champion in the in in franchise world.
2: Leave it alone. Leave it alone, Mike. It's just too uh, much time. It's addictive.
1: It's I talk time. to Thomas, I get the itch. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, Thomas. All right big dog. Uh, before we uh, do a Mike Thomas and kiss this show goodbye, um, real quick pivot, man, uh, with the time we got left. I saw a few items in your feed. And I, I have one or two in mind. Um, what is the biggest NBA headline? That you I, just want to fire off a take on from the last few days. I ain't seen you since Thursday and like I was I telling read. Thomas just now it's like it's like it's gotten worse with COVID. The NFL is doing one thing, the, NFL, the yeah. NBA is going another way and this guy's over here saying what do you want from me? It's like it's just, you know, we ain't testing no more. Now we test the replacement players. Every time you look every time my phone had an alert over the weekend. Specifically from the NBA, it was that some game had been postponed, or somebody yeah. had been uh, added to the COVID list. It was incredible. Look at this. What's your NBA headline that you want to touch Kyrie on? Irving. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe Kyrie it's something Irving.
2: else. It's Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. Man. It's like it's, that's, yeah. it's 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 really crazy. And, and the reason I always say, when you ask me what's my biggest headline, my first thought is, would I love to be in a meeting? Where would I love to be in a meeting to hear the real story? Would I love to be in a meeting to, to understand why the NBA postponed uh, Wizards Nets? No. Uh, no, not 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 really. It's pretty self evident. Would I love to know why the Brooklyn Nets pivoted on Kyrie Irving? Would I love to what be a part tell of you. those conversations? Absolutely. what I tell you? What That's I tell you. the story.
1: But, the, and, but, but remember we I talked about it. it. Yeah, because I, I thought desperate times. I thought it was desperate measures. I thought it was
2: Kyrie. I thought it was Kyrie. De- well, and, and, and I would understand have to why change. you would
1: think that I understand why you would think that because the more I don't want to say, well, I'll say sensible, but the more likely would be that a guy the simpler way, let's say the simpler thing, the less complex. Yeah. Uh, thing would be to for an entire team to get together and say, yeah, we're going to have a guy play part-time even though we said we wouldn't do that. Versus one right. guy just taking a shot, so I completely understand why you thought that Kyrie would have caved. But remember, we're talking about Kyrie, and because we're talking about Kyrie, who's extremely stubborn, I don't see a world that he ever gets the shot. I don't think he ever will. I don't think he'll ever say, "You know what? All right, I'm good now. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and get it." Like he's not getting that shot. The Nets, though, when you're talking, it's the same with Antonio Brown, man. We talk about somebody that gifted and as depleted as the Nets are. The league right now is talking about having assigned replacement players making it mandatory to sign replacement players to avoid further right. postponements. We don't have a replacement player. We got Kyrie Irving sitting over here ready to play. <laughs> it, the, the key <laughs> no, phrase is we as long as everybody's yeah. in concert. If you as, as I like to say, if you like it, I love it as long as every, the leadership of the team management, the coaches are in concert
2: with bringing in a part-time player. I'm good with it. I think why you know not what? do it. him Give him credit for this. I, and, and those those who are who are against his stance won't want to give him credit. But give him credit for this. He gambled and he was correct. Forget about the technicalities. Oh, oh, he was only right because he didn't know there was gonna be another variant. Come back. No, 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 no. You can't don't don't bring in the small print. Don't bring in the yeah, buts. He said, I ain't doing it until I can get it on my terms, and now he's got it on his terms. The Brooklyn Nets well, said we'll we're going to move Eventually. forward without Kyrie. Well, Eventually. his terms are <laughs> once, once know, he
1: clears protocol, <laughs>
2: you'll have it. <laughs> I, I know, but his terms are, hey, I'm not doing this. Please respect my decision. And he didn't do yeah. it. He's not yeah. back because he decided, yeah, I can see why uh, I should get that Moderna and, and, right. uh, and, and, and give myself a, sh- a chance of winning a championship and playing in all cities. No, I'm not going to play in Brooklyn. I'm not going to play in New York. I'm not going to play in Toronto. Otherwise. See it. See you at the game. I'm a part-time player.
1: And it may not listen. There's reports. I think Sean Mark said it. it may not last all year uh, or didn't commit to it lasting all year. This arrangement. But when everybody is scrambling just for bodies right now, it makes sense to use what's available to you. And if he's available part-time, that's better than zero
2: amazing. All right, man. See you tomorrow.
0: Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way